Welcome to the Alternative Property Management Podcast, brought to you by Renty and the PMC. Hosted by David Faulkner, Harrison Vaughn, and Will Alexander, and powered by Renty, who just want to make renting enjoyable. Now, my honey, my Kiora, and welcome again to the Alternative Property Management Show. I'm your host, David Faulkner, MC of the PMC which is going to be on the 23rd and the 24th of November at the Takina Convention Centre in Wellington. I'm being joined tonight, not by Harrison Vaughan. We're going to have another intelligent conversation because Harrison Vaughan is not here. I'm joined by Will Alexander, uh, the general manager. What, what is your title at Bailey's, Will? You never actually told me. You know, I, I have no idea what it is. What's your title, mate? Well, let's be honest. Grow the shit out of it. Um, that's it, pretty much. <laughs> Um, uh, director, so, director of so, property. Yeah, so Will Alexander, grow the shit out of Bailey's. That's what's on his business card. And, That's uh, what we're here for, mate. And uh, I, I feel like this is a race of attrition. You know, Harrison's dropped off. It's just us fighting for the win. You know, it feels fitting. Well, I tell you what. Well, he's he's probably the one who does the least exercise out of the three of us. Quite clearly, you do the most exercise. Um, you, you text through your PB, your personal best on what was it, yes. 5k? What did you do with it? Well, to all our viewers, I'm oh, sorry, listeners, I'm um, a little bit of a uh, plug, personal plug here. I've been working on my 5k time for three months. I've been determined before I kick the bucket or get too old to crack 15 minutes. And on Saturday, I managed to do 14 minutes and 42 seconds, which is an average pace of. 256 per kilometre. So there you go. I'm 42 and I'm getting quicker. So I'm very proud of that. Jeez. I mean, yeah. I mean, I, I'll, I'll run 5K and it takes me about 35 minutes. So you're running more than twice as fast as me. Yeah, you can say def- that. In my def- well, you can say that. In my defence, I'm 51 and probably about 20 to 30 kg a bit heavier and being yeah. a former being a former prop forward i think you know i was never going to be an ultra marathon runner yeah you know? no it's 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 your body right like i mean i can't play rugby i tried when i was young i'd keep getting broken um i was built to not run into people i suppose but uh no i'm pretty stoked with that because uh, i i reckon there's this there's this goldilocks zone where you are Mentally increasing, your mental capacity is getting better and better, whilst your physical capacity is getting worse and worse, and they and they meet at some point. And, and in that area, that's the sweet spot where you're, you're mentally capable of pushing yourself whilst you're physically declining, and that's the sweet spot. Do you know the average age of climbing Mount Everest is 46? Yeah, well, that doesn't surprise me. That does not surprise me. And that's me. because of that mental part, you yeah. know? Yeah, and I think you probably you've got a higher pain threshold as well. As you get a bit older and whatever, you, you can you can deal with shit. And uh, I mean, I'm well past the sweet spot. I'm kind of turned a bit sour now. I've got I've come to the conclusion <laughs> that you know, I mean, I went for a haircut on Saturday, and and I'm just looking. I'm, I've got this bald patch on the back of my head, and going, that ain't getting any smaller, David. And so I've decided to go for the. Don't try and do the bloody Bobby Charlton comb your hair and try and cover the bald spot. Just go for the shave. So, I um, I've noticed, I, and yeah. I, I I do like it. It's a good look. It's it's a don't mess with me sort of approach, I suppose. You know, yeah. um, definitely feeling intimidated. 
Yeah, yeah, I'm glad about that. So anyway, so that, that's the the path I'm going down. Harrison, by the way, if you're wondering where Harrison is today, it's his it's his dad's birthday, so they're out for a dinner. And um, anyway, onto the show. What we wanted to because we we went to talk about it last week. We had Julia Day last week. I tell you what, we had some great feedback on Julia Day. People absolutely loved her. And we uh, have. but she was yeah. awesome. She was great. She was great. And such a genuine, I mean, I didn't know all of her. Anyway, we've, um, we wanted to talk about a tenancy tribunal case, which is a bit of a warning for the industry, which property brokers were involved in. And so I'll give you a bit of a background. Uh, I'm not allowed to publish it. Um, it's not for publication. I have removed all the parties out of it and shared it with Will and with Addison. And also, I actually sent it to um, the Real Estate Institute. Um, I also wrote and complained to the tenancy tribunal, which you are allowed to do, uh, because I felt that the adjudicator didn't follow a due process. And I also sent it across to tenancy compliance as well, because just cover all the bases, get on the front foot. What happened? So give you an overview on what happened. Um, So property brokers bought a real estate company. I won't disclose the location. And, and we inherit a rent roll. And on this rent roll is this tenancy. Uh, and everything's fine. Tenancy agreement, all, you know, fine. And this tenant had moved, was, had been living in this property for, I don't know, about three years or so. Four years, actually. The tenants had been living in it for four years. Anyway, um, we were getting concerned around maintenance. And we were pushing this owner to do maintenance and it was declining and stalling and, and all of this. And then all of a sudden, the owner comes to the property manager and says, right, we need to increase the rent by $100. And the property manager pushed back on it and said, I don't think it's worth that. And you haven't done this maintenance that we're wanting you to do. And then in the end, the, the owner goes, OK, well, I tell you what, I'm going to sell the property. I'm going to renovate it and then sell it. And we're giving you notice as a management company, but can you manage it till the end of the tenancy? And the owner actually sends us a handwritten note, which he's done to pass on to the tenant, which we shouldn't have really done, I don't think. I think we should have taken control of it ourselves. But anyway, saying, I'm going to renovate this property and then I'm going to sell it. And here's 90 days notice. So under instructions of the owner, we, as the agent, deliver 90 days notice to the tenant. Two days after the end of the tenancy, the property is up for rent again with another company at $100 more and the tenant sees it. And the tenant takes property brokers to tribunal. Now, what happens? Property brokers have been... uh, so the tenant has been awarded exemplary damages uh, of $6,500. Now, it, there's, the, the order doesn't break down the, the, the awards, you know? uh, but there's a few things in this which are of real concern. First of all, it's only in property broker's name, even though we have asked for this to be placed into the owner's name because we were only acting under instructions of the owner, and we had no idea what their true intentions were. The adjudicator refused and put it purely in property broker's name. So we're liable and we've had to pay this tenant the money. 
Now, first of all, is that fair? Well, it's not fair, clearly, but we'll come on to the legalities and, and what can we do and what we should have done. Because the reason why I want to disclose this, it's a great warning. This is why I've got a guest on tonight. We wanted to discuss this in depth. Other aspect of this of this case is that we would have the, said we am awarding exemplary damages because the property was not in a reasonable condition when the tenancy commenced. Now, if you know your tenancy law, you have, as a tenant or a landlord, 12 months from the date of an alleged offence occurring to lodge an application with the tenancy tribunal. This tenancy started four years ago. So how can an adjudicator say that we have committed an unlawful act? Even, I mean, we didn't even rent out the property. And there's no claim on the application around this. This is kind of being brought up in the tribunal. The next one was intent. For exemplary damages to be awarded, there has to be intent of the party. Now, my argument and in my complaint, this adjudicator has said that we are the landlord. That's it. Now, how can we have intentionally breached the Residential Tenancies Act and how can we have intentionally committed an unlawful act if all we are doing is acting under instructions from an owner who signed a piece of paper stating, I'm going to do renovations and I'm going to sell it. Will, you've mm. read the order. I mean, what's your thoughts, mate? Well, look, before we were uh, talking online here, we were offline discussing it. And you often read the RTA and it's vague and it's purposefully vague. So adjudicators have discretion, which I think is important. However, this to me is uh, setting a dangerous precedent because A, uh, the 12 month period for sure, B, the intent, you never intended to do that. And finally, you were acting upon instructions. So I guess, you know, we've had a similar case recent to this, which we might discuss tonight as well, where the adjudicator has put the responsibility on the agency and is probably making the assumption that potentially you guys, property brokers, will uh, take the owner to the small claims tribunal to seek reparation that way, which if I was you, I would probably think that because they've misled you. And I think... That would be an interesting case in itself, because if we are now seeing adjudicators lump this stuff on agencies, despite the fact that we are following instructions, then we also need to make sure that, you know, or, or understand what our rights are and can we can we pursue this? It's, it's, it's I guess as well, you know, like it's a cautionary tale as well around buying businesses. And and you just do not know what you're going to get. Despite, I mean, you've you've you, you there's no one really that would understand it more than yourself, David. So, you know, um, you do all the DD as best as you can, but this stuff comes up. And so I, I guess, you know, maybe a little bit of adjustment needs to be made as well around what you could expect going forward when you buy a business that this stuff potentially will come up and set aside some money for that or add a clause into the sale and purchases agreement. I don't know, but 
Oh, look, it's an interesting case. And did, did, just coming back to a point that you made, you said that um, within the application, the, the tenant never said anything about reasonably clean and tidy. Well, well where did that not, come from? Well, I, I'm not sure. It, it wasn't about the reasonably clean and tidy. It was at the commencement of the tenancy. So there's nothing in the application around when I rented out this property, it was it was presented to me unlawfully or it was dirty or whatever it may be. But there's no evidence. And, and so whether evidence has been brought up at the time, and this is all, this is, I mean, look, I'm not saying that we are completely faultless. Our processes need, we're making them tighter now. So for example, we, I mean, we're that big now, Will. I mean, there's applications happening all the time and it's it's just, it's a pure numbers game. So we've put in processes that if, if A, if we're being audited, we know it head office straight away. If a tenant lodges, we can see all the applications going out, but sometimes tenants make applications against us and it, it just goes under the radar. So now we've put in steps to make sure that no matter what the application is, we can see it. And then we can decide what steps we do we take it seriously? Uh, is it just somebody on the take? Um, whatever it may, whatever it may be. The 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 other thing um that should have happened as well here is that we should have basically sought a rehearing because yes. in my opinion there is a substantial miscarriage of justice but because um we didn't know about this at head office until 10 days after the actual um the 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 publication of the order so we were too late because you got five working days to seek a rehearing. Now, if we go and appeal, well, who are you appealing against? You know, and, and there's also risks in an appeal. And 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 I've made it perfectly clear in my complaint to the um, tenancy tribunal is that the tenants deserve compensation or they deserve exemplary damages. Oh, they do. They do. You know, it, yeah. it's they, they're a victim, uh, but but you're going after the wrong person. Yeah, you because know, because I mean. We're now putting in steps now that if an owner wants to do, yeah, you know, you know, because some owners will throw you under the bus. Will you know that? I know that. Well, this is uh, this is why you need to have a clear strategy or process of what you'll do in these instances. Yeah. To to to, um, you know, make sure that you protect yourself or you seek damages. I'd be. Yeah. I, I hope you guys do that. Will you do oh, that? Oh, listen, I'm listen. It's personal. I'm going after this bloody. But the problem is, Will. They're overseas, so you know. It, now they're not. We'll, we should Even be able better. to. Yeah, they won't we represent should, themselves. Yeah, we should be able to to get them. Um, and and but I mean, imagine if there's someone's in, you know, I don't know, America or somewhere halfway around the world, and you're trying to get money out of them. I mean, so what will the, you guys do out of curiosity? What? Are you going to implement like uh, processes or procedures in this specific instance where yeah. you know an owner is giving you notice to do exactly okay. what? Is, what, so, what are you so going to do to prevent the, it? it? Great question. Great question. So, so since this has happened, we we sent out uh, an updated policy and and we sent out said look this is what's happened. It's caused outrage in our company. People think this is so unjust and so unfair. But then we had um, so if a, if an owner is going to renovate, we need to see material steps as to what they're actually going to do can the tenant still live there all right so what is extensive renovations define it does it mean that yeah. you know 
I mean, in some cases, it could mean they're out for three weeks because they're doing asbestos or whatever it may be, or the house has got to be completely gutted. And that's extensive renovations, fair enough. Are the carpets getting changed? Is that extensive renovations? No, it's not. And some owners will use it as, an, as, as this owner has clearly done. So we are now saying, right, if you are going to give us 90 days notice or you're going to instruct us to give 90 days notice to a tenant, we need to see what you're going to do with costings, estimates, um, time, the extent, the extensiveness of the renovations, um, and that covers ourselves. Right. Sorry, you keep going. Okay. Or... Yeah. So yeah. Yep. So so from that, we had a, another case came up from a property manager in a completely different part of the country, saying, "Well, look, this owner was going to do renovations. We've given the tenants ninety days notice, and all out the blue." He's been approached, and, and we believe this owner is actually genuine here. He's been approached by a mate who will buy it off him. So what happens here? And I've said, look, we've got to be transparent here because if the if the tenant finds out, so and we've sought legal advice, and so that 90-day notice is now, it's gone because it's of no effect because the property is not going to be renovated. It's going to be sold. So the tenant, if they want to, they can stay there. The fact that the tenants have found somewhere else. But these are all the situ situations, Will, which can crop up and can trip you up. And, and we're yeah. lucky. We're, we're a big company. We've got good resources and we can support people. Uh, but it's just, to me, it's just increasingly becoming harder and harder. And my view of this adjudicator, they've just gone after us because they know we've got deep pockets. You know, can, I, I, can I be the devil's advocate here? Do yep. you think the adjudicator looked at it like they've taken or made no effort to establish exactly what you've just talked about? And I mean, I guess, you know, this is just me being looking at a different perspective and going, okay, well, balanced on the conversations prior leading up to this, you could probably assume what the intentions were of the owner. And best guess is that they are doing this to get them out so they can increase the rent and they never had any intention. And property brokers didn't do enough or didn't ask enough questions to fully establish if yep. the intent was was legit. You know, I mean, is that yeah. potentially what they've done? I think I think that's a fair call, Will. And in that sense, you know, they're right. We, we, we didn't dig deep enough and we're making sure now uh, that we do. But tell, but, you know, if an owner walks in and says, I want you to give this to the tenant because we're going to renovate the property and we've been pushing this owner to do renos and put some money into it, back into it. And this owner then gives us this letter saying, I am going to renovate, I am going to sell and signs it. I mean, is that not in? I mean, obviously it's not enough and we have to go further no. now. But I would yeah. have thought that would have been enough personally. Yeah. Well, th uh, this is it, and this is this is how you learn. You know, the interpretation of the law um, evolves, and they release these new changes and amendments to the Act, and you can't fully really appreciate, you can't get a full interpretation until you test it. And now, yeah. I guess what you have done for the industry, and being on to you guys, is you have tested it. You've tested yep. what is required by a landlord or an agent to provide evidence um, yeah. 
to to just absolutely make sure it's legit. And, and look, like in similar similar circumstance, we are one of our property managers has come to me. Um, a, a tenant moved into a property. Uh, the tenant was told that it would meet healthy homes within 90 days, all that sort of stuff. Uh, the owner is not doing it because there's quite a lot of work that needs to be um, done, you know, expensive yeah. heat pumps, that kind of stuff. This owner has now turned around and said, oh, no, we're going to demolish the property. And so my red flag starts sticking up and say, well, where is the evidence and where is the proof and have you got consent in any way? Long story short, she's applied for consent, but she applied for consent after the tenancy started. Ah, right, right. So Healthy Home Standards, Section 31, I think it is, you have to apply before the tenant started. But my, and I, I've actually used your example without obviously going into specifics with this owner who lives overseas and said, recently, uh, uh, if a, a president has been set where leniency is gone, you know, adjudicators have thrown the full weight of the law at landlords that are in breach of this. You are a sitting duck. Yeah. My advice to you is this. Do the work or pay for the tenant to move and relocate them because you're going to lose for sure. Yeah. And you're going to get fined $6,500 if not more. So it's, it's, it's that. I mean, I've pushed it and I've only pushed it and tested it because of, of what you guys have gone through. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, look, Section 51, that's the termination or, or termination of a tenancy, termination by notice. It does say if the premises are to be demolished or, or, or renovations or whatever, um, you need to be taking a material step, means applying for regulatory consent, seeking engineering or other professional advice, or taking any other significant step. So there's no doubt, Will, we could have done more. And that's why I yeah. openly admit we are, you know, we're not completely, um, I mean, I'm, innocence is not the word. I mean, naivety is probably the word. But, sick. I mean, they've gone 100% of the exemplary damages. I mean, well, that, that, 7, that is 7,200. No, 6,500 for giving notice incorrectly. That's section oh, gotcha. 60. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yep. Se- yep. I think it's section 60AA, or is it? Yeah, section 60AA, landlord acting to terminate without grounds, which is what's happened here. It's 6,500. They've gone 100%. So, what's, you know, you, you could have gone 2,000 because, and, and, yeah. you know, you'd accept that. Right? Or, this, this is, again, a precedent where the full amount has been awarded. But I thought for the full amount to be awarded, the, there has to be a series of these things occurring. You've you've had to have been yep. breached multiple times, you know, for similar circumstances. And that was my understanding is, uh, so again, is that being considered in this, this, the, the decision? Well, your understanding and what the reality is, I mean, I've come to the conclusion that, I mean, it's a, it's it's almost like a Russian roulette. It's a lottery as to it's who you're gonna get, how they interpret it. My I think they're all independent contractors, these adjudicators. So I don't know how often they get together, how often they share information. Uh, and and so you're very much open to one individual's interpretation uh, and they're free to to do what they want. Uh, interestingly, it's been nearly two weeks since I wrote that complaint. 
Uh, I got a one of those responses straight away. We're passing it on to the relevant people, but no one's got back to me. No one's what got back be, to me. What will be interesting is once the property management bill is um, receives royal assent and, and becomes a real thing, and it's going to be governed by REA. Is that going to be? Is that going to help in these instances? Do you think? I th- I, I think so. Because I think it's just, I mean, look, it's made us review our processes and put things into place. Uh, and I think that the risks to property management companies, because really how I see the, 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 the regulation of the industry, it's probably more so protecting the owners. I think that the tenancy tribunal is there for disputes between a tenant um, and, and a property manager or a landlord. It's more to do with, uh, it gives us as an industry more teeth now interestingly i haven't got the book on me but i'm reading this book called tenants and it's about the housing crisis in the uk and it's honest to god and it talks about the lack of regulation in the uk for private landlords that anyone can be a landlord anyone can discriminate they don't know the rules uh, and they have all this power over tenants and it, look it's a left-leaning book will it, it's you know but there's a lot of Things which in the book that I actually do agree with, and and, and hence why uh, I feel having a landlord register, or if a landlord is going to do, uh, got to self manage, they should have to undergo some compulsory training because you're dealing with people's lives. You know, it's someone's home, and if you've got someone who doesn't know what they're doing and they think they're doing the right thing, but what they're actually doing. It's been an absolute nuisance. You know, quiet enjoyment and breaching this and breaching that. It can be a misery for the poor tenants. Yeah. So you know, yep. um, I don't know if I, I don't think I don't know if I answered your question well, but you know. Well, uh, I guess you know the, the the point you've raised you've raised many, but the the other thing is, you know, where why is the liability falling on the owner? And sorry, not the owner, the the agency. And and yeah. I, I mentioned to you it offline. I mean. Just today, we had a tribunal order come back through where bonds weren't lodged. And yeah. in this instance, we were taking over the management from several managements from a reputable agency here in Auckland. And as it turns out, this agency hasn't been lodging bonds. So we advised the tenant to lodge an application with the tribunal to get their bond and also to seek da- damages, of which they yeah. did. They're really good people. The adjudicator has awarded everything that we knew that they would, but they have said that the owner has to pay it, not the the past property management agency. And so I'm sitting there going, whoa, 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 hold hold on a minute. Why is the owner liable here? And, and, And I think potentially this is because the tribunal knows that this agency has no ability to pay this yeah. and that the, the owners potentially can. So the probability of the these tenants getting um, refunded is, is higher that way. But again, it's like your case, David, where why the wrong person is getting implicated. Okay. Okay, so section 109, this is unlawful acts, and it defines what an unlawful act is. And and it states, and this is very, very clearly, 
Uh, if on application under this section, blah, 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 the tribunal is satisfied the person against whom the order is sought committed the unlawful act intentionally. Now, the key word, intentionally. So my question to you, Will, is how can these landlords who have gone to a property management company in good faith and signed a contract with them and said, right, you're going to be our landlord. You're going to be the agent acting as the landlord. Now, the owners didn't intentionally not lodge the bonds. So how can they have the orders put in their name? If I was those, and these owners won't know any different, they won't have a, they'll just be going, hang on, this isn't fair. Now, if I was one of those owners, I'd be saying, right, I'm seeking a rehearing because yours, this is a miscarriage of justice because we were not the landlord who committed this breach. All right? It was the agents. You're saying that we've intentionally done this. We haven't intentionally done this because we've signed a contract with these guys to do it. Yeah. And and and, and so this is where it needs real clarity. Where these adjudicators, they need, you know, is it right that they can just go, oh, well, I'll tell you what, I feel like we're gonna ping it on them today. There's no consistency. It's it's if 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 I'm playing rugby, Will, I I want a consistent referee. You know, yeah. uh, they're gonna. Uh, so if I'm watching this Rugby World Cup, I want the referees to be. Can they may be slowing the game down, but so long as they're consistent, then you can play the game. What makes it hard is if I'm playing the game to these rules, um, but this referee decides to interpret the same rules completely differently. That's what's happening within the tenancy tribunal. Um, you know, and sometimes, I mean, is the bias there? We're giving them the benefit of the doubt. No, they just may say things. They may read the law and just read it differently than what me and you read it as. Well, I would have thought that was pretty clear and obvious. And yeah. um, we, we, I mean, we we will push back on this for sure um, because we we kind of feel bad because we advised the tenant and the owner in this instance that this is the best way forward. Yeah. That that this property management agency needs to be held accountable for the fact that they're doing this and. Um, you know, the the, tone, the the owner lives in London, they engage this agency, they're doing everything right, they're out in New Zealand for more than 21 days, yada, yada, yada. Like you say, they engaged an agency to act on their behalf, they had no idea what was going on. So, so, and, how, can they, so how can they intentionally have been in breach of the act? They, they, they aren't. Yeah, I, exactly. And so this is, I actually don't think that you can misinterpret something that much. No. If there is something else going on, such as they don't feel as though the agency can pay these tenants or or lodge the bond, then they need to say that. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no, you're dead right. You're dead right. Anyway, interesting discussion, Will. We we wanted to get on some meth as well, but I don't think we've got our time because I think we've uh, just about hit our 30-minute allocation, uh, what we give ourselves on, on these podcasts. Um, you know, it's always an interesting discussion when Addison's not here as well, isn't it? I mean, it, it is. It, it, is. it may. It sometimes it may get a little bit too serious. Um, you know, but there what's, you go. What's a What's a topic that we should throw in for Harrison? Oh, jeez. Technology. I mean, technology. Yeah. Technology. Um, dancing. Dance, dancing. Tech. Techno pop or something like that. You know. I yeah. don't know. Yeah. Um, Just go to lots. Uh, disco tech, you know, artificial intelligence. Sometimes I think that he's been made out of artificial intelligence. 
um, or, or artificial in- unintelligent, but we, we should say. But anyway, we've got some yeah. great guests going to come up on the podcast in the future leading up to the PMC. Uh, Joe Ray, uh, she's going to come on on the show. Brilliant. Brilliant. We're going to get... Michael Furlong from Australia, from Australia. Um, we'll have to ask him what he thinks about The Voice. Have you seen what's going on over there in Australia with The Voice? Do you know what The Voice is? No. Oh, you have to, yeah. It, it, it's kind of the version of Hapua Pua. And it's, it, it, they're voting on it the same weekend that uh, we've got our general election. All right, so that that's going to be interesting. Uh, and we're going to get some more of our panellists up on the show as well. Uh, so 23rd and 24th of November, our awards are open. I think they're going to be open for about another six weeks or so. I think they, they close towards the end of October. Then they get the, you know, so get your awards in. Will, make so sure what, that what you are, get... What, what are the awards for? Give, give oh. the uh, audience a rundown. I mean, mate, you're asking Sorry, me questions. Sorry, you put me Sorry. on the spot. I, the awards goes to... So Professor Graeme Squires does the awards. Um, and he's... He has a committee, and the committee, which we name who the committee are, what we do with the awards, we want to try and make them as transparent as we can. So we have got industry influencer. So who has caused the biggest influence in the industry? Innovator of the year. How do you uh, success- that? Well, so what happens is, is they, they put down, and they've got videos, they can submit documents, videos, and they do a whole bio as to why they have done the, why they've influenced uh, the industry. We got the inspiration of the year. Now that's something that we, as a little committee, pick amongst ourselves people who we think have contributed to the industry. Property manager of the year, the growth award. Ooh. Now the growth award. This is all about growth, but not just necessarily about numbers of new managements. Uh, how has your revenue grown for the same period the previous year? How has the business grown? And what new activities have you undertaken to grow the business? We've got the Rising Star, the People's Choice Supplier of the Year, all right, which is what Renty won last yes. year. That, we do that on the breakfast. All right. So, And we've also got Property Management Agency of the Year, and we've got different sizes uh, for that. So we've got a number of great awards. Um, Brilliant. Which, which, Brilliant. Which are out there. If, you go, if you go onto the pmc.nz and, and go onto the awards section, you'll be able to read all about the awards there, how to enter. Um, and you also, um, I don't know if the committee's on there yet. It's the same people. We've got three people who um, do the, the, the selection. Uh, I don't see who gets entered into the awards, neither does Harrison. Um, and, and, and so we don't know who enters. And then they often go to the committee and the people who are on the committee do not work in the property management industry. And they just look at the the information, the presentation, the numbers, the data, uh, the video and away they go. And we also explain. It's good. Yeah. And when people get when they come up on stage, we explain why they got the award. So we don't want it to just be or they got it and then everyone's scratching their heads going, what the hell did they do to win that? Um, so that's what we try and do with that, Will. All right. Uh, well, well, well played. Well played. Uh, transparency is the key. So, what, what are, what's the numbers? What are you, what are you expecting? Oh well, I mean, we, we, we think we're going to get three hundred. All right. Wow. I think the capacity is about three fifty. That's um, fantastic. So we have to take into account sponsors as well. Um, but we're, we're kind of, we're fifty percent of the way there, and generally you get the rush towards the end. Um, so we still got two months to go. I, I anticipate we'll probably have a quiet month, and then as we come to the end of October, whatever we go, we've got to get along to this. But book yep. your flights now while you can. 
It's much cheaper if you book your flights early. Plenty of accommodation. It's going to be a fantastic two-day event. Um, I'll tell you one of the people I want to get on the podcast is a lady called Holly Bennett. Now, she's got nothing to do with property management, but what she has is a, a company uh, called RFE. And, um, and what she works in is in government. And she works as a lobbyist. And we decided to ask her to come along. And she has her own podcast as well, where she interviews politicians. Fantastic lady. I've spoken to her a couple of times. She's so bubbly. And, and what we thought we'd get her along to is to talk about lobbying. And, and because we're going through this regulation, we're going to have a new government. And, and giving advice to us as an industry about how to lobby. So we thought that she'd be a great person to come along and, and talk to. Brilliant. And, uh, yeah. yeah, cool. All I, right. Uh, I, I did just quickly, I did a webinar last week with um, Paula Bennett. And although she's not in government at the moment, she still knows what's going on and keeps very close ties to it. But just, just to your point, it was, a, it was a really interesting perspective to just hear a little bit about what goes on behind the scenes and yeah. what you don't see. And so I'm really interested to hear um, Holly speak, actually. That was, uh, that'd be cool. It's good. Yeah, good, good. How was that webinar, Will, by the way? I did see that being advertised. That was a good little initiative that you did there. Yeah, it was, look, it was awesome. We had um, a lot of people um, and typical provincial New Zealand, local branches around New Zealand, uh, turn it into a client evening and brought all yep. their clients in and put it up on the big screen. And, you know, just as provincial New Zealand does, gets right into it. But look, it was great. It was very, we had five speakers. We had 10 minute slots each. It was kind of good. You felt rushed, but the, you just got straight to the point. And yep. all the feedback has been great because it was just like, bam, 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 bam. No bluff, no guff, just it is what it is. So um, cheap and cheerful, easy to put on, no cost. Um, it was a good good thing to do. Good. All right, mate. All right, well, we'll have Addison back next week and uh, hopefully we'll have Joe Ray on the podcast next week. Uh, thanks to everyone for, for tuning in. Make sure that you go to the PMC uh, and, and uh, get on the website, book your tickets. Can't wait to see you there. Uh, really looking forward to it. And, uh, yeah, have a good week and we'll see you again next week. Thanks, Will. Cheers, buddy. Good chat. Thank you for tuning in to the Alternative Property Management Podcast. Powered by Renty and the PMC.